Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And And this this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. (laughs) That was mine. Hi, 50 Ishers. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50 like us. So, shout out to my dear friend Alison, an English girl I met randomly teaching aerobics in Switzerland. <laughs> do you keep I in know. contact with her? That's I so do. good. I do. I really do. And she listens to us all the way from Holland, which is where I... she now lives. Wow. I know. I know, which is really c- cool. I would. I wonder if she's got any photo of you in your 80s inspired aerobics outfits in Switzerland. Is there some of those? It was, 19, it was 1990s. Oh, sorry. <laughs> On the cusp. Well, the they were never no eye telephones back in those oh, days. You had to use a shame. camera. I wonder if there's is... a VCH. It's <laughs> a VHS, not VCH. <laughs> I'll have to ask Ali. Yeah. Anyway, she um so she does listen to us every every single week and follows us on Instagram. And she sent in a review, um and and a little story regarding our recent episode with Sal Wolven and zhuzhing up our homes. So she wrote, "Girls loved this episode. Mel, your story about Mark's reactions to your mum photograph camels." <laughs> And the camels, sorry, was hysterical. It's so lovely hearing these stories. You and Trish are a breath of fresh air. Your podcast always cheers me up because it gets a bit lonely here living on a houseboat as nice as as it is. So my partner Sandra and I have had the worst arguments over interior designs, not helped by the fact that we have zero storage and I had to sell two-thirds of my my much-loved antique Swedish cottage folk 
art furniture. That sounds like, interesting. I know. Is I that know. like shabby chic or is that a whole other? No, I think I'm it's picturing like, like wooden clogs. Yeah. <laughs> well, clogs are Dutch. Right. But I know, I think it's it's definitely a particular type um, of, of interior. But I have sort of shared a place with Ali whilst living in Switzerland, Trish. Are you impressed? And she's got really unique and really cool taste. So she would have been referring to some of these like treasured pieces. Anyway, she says, although we agree on a lot, I stand by my antique Gustavian chairs and butcher's block leave here over my dead body. <laughs> it's all She might us. end up on the butcher's block or he might end up. <laughs> she might. An appendage or two might end up on the butcher's block. It's like my camel's. It's like your you, camels. Yeah. Now, I didn't get a chance to post, but whilst I was away on my holiday, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll put a little reel up of when I pull my finger out and get it done. I'll help you. Of some various other statues of animals that you might like <laughs> to add to your collection. <laughs> Gordo, I was I like, what it. are you taking a photo of that for? I went, oh, it's <laughs> just between Mel and I. It's, it's a long, long story, Gordo. It's a long but story. There, there was a plethora. Okay. All the way from Australian airport over to South Africa. In Wait. South Africa, there was quite a lot of choice mm-hmm. of statuesque animals of different varying breeds for great, you. Great, great. So I've got a, a collage of photos for you to consider. Okay. The camel upgrade or perhaps they can be the camel's friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sling them over to me and I'll make okay, a reel. Sure. That sounds like fun. Okay, so Trish, today we are 50 and thrilled to welcome back Kirsty Worth to Don't Give a 50. And I'm excited because I'm hoping Kirsty can give me a few tips to how to get back on the straight and narrow because I've been really out of routine for months now and I'm starting to feel a bit sluggish. And even though I'm usually disciplined enough to get back on the straight and narrow, now that Christmas is looming, I'm starting to get a bit worried. So we spoke it's a slippery to- slide. It's- <laughs> Slippery it, slide. It is that I'm a bit worried. Trish. I think mine's more, more like a water slide. <laughs> it's really, I think it's called the wedgie. Yeah. We all remember those, yeah. don't we? Yeah. So we spoke to Kirsty a while back now, and there's been quite a few episodes between then and now. So I'll quickly refresh <clears throat> our 50ish tribe's memories about today's guest. So Kirsty is the brainchild and founder of Cultured Wellness, a company whose mission it is to inspire and educate people to take control of their health by eating real and fermented foods that nourish the brain and the gut. She is the creator of Cultured Wellness Cultured Starters, functional supplements, gut healing programs. Programs, and she's the co-author of Gut Delicious. Her research and work in the area of gut health has been life-changing for many. She continues to empower the community to gain knowledge and understanding so they can be well and thrive. Love that word. I feel like I'm not quite thriving at the moment, Trish. Like I'm no. trying my best, but I'm not quite there. Kirstie's enthusiasm is infectious, and this is a trait both Trish and I are trying to harness more of, especially when it comes to health and well-being. So it's so nice to have you back in the studio with us, gorgeous Kirsty. Thank you so much for having me. It's so awesome to be here. I'm just enjoying watching <laughs> you two. It's like this perfect episode of like a stage production. It's oh, really? Oh, really? I'm like, you guys just go for it. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here. But you are so gorgeous because every time I looked up then and glanced across oh at gosh. you, you were beaming at me, which is so encouraging. It is so <laughs> encouraging and just the positive vibe mm. and energy and aura and we love that, that you radiate um, is yeah. just amazing. Even when I follow you on Instagram, your smile, I just keep thinking i want more of what you have got, got a killer smile oh uh, well it comes at a cost I actually get a sore face <laughs> <laughs> I smile so much and when I was in school a friend of mine used to like turn around and go don't smile and I'd 
like <laughs> I would actually try and close my mouth and I couldn't do it. So yeah, it's I gorgeous. actually have to, <laughs> I have to practice. To practice, like, yeah, jaw exercises. Jaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I get that from grinding my yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. So here well, we, we go. love having you here. But the reason that we thought we would get to you back on was because we're obsessed with you. But other than that, just talking post pandemic, we're all trying to get out there and live our best lives, making the most of being able to socialize, going to events, just grasping life with both mm. hands. But I'm thinking, and I'd like to know if you think the same, that we're getting the speed wobbles too much too soon. A bit overexcited, as Gordo <laughs> likes to say, my husband. <laughs> like a dog let off a leech. Yeah. <laughs> like who left the gate open. Yeah. yeah. We've all seen it. So, like, the whole COVID thing, whilst it's, you know, it's still doing the rounds, it's still out there, we can move freely and it doesn't have as many kind of restrictions as it once had, but it's still there. So I just think that since the whole lockdown era, the state of our mental health has just continued to spiral. Mm. I think that, you know, the mental health has tanked, the anxiety's still spiralling, everyone's gut seems to be leaking, autoimmune diseases are quite commonplace, whereas once they used to be kind Mm. of rare. And then there's on top of that, that whole long COVID phenomena that's happening that's real and quite debilitating for many. And top that off, as Mel said, the festive season's (laughs) just around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, and some of us tend to overdo it. And whilst, you know, it's that whole thing that we know the right choices to make and Mm. and we are educated but yet we still make some silly choices. Mind you, I knew that we were talking to you today, so I have had my cultured wellness fermented coconut water and I did do my coffee enema. (laughs) And I have had my vitamins today. So <laughs> I made a start. That is outstanding. Yes, but. <laughs> and look at you every going. If we look at the last <laughs> three weeks, <laughs> potentially not that outstanding. <laughs> I had to give you a food diary, a sleep diary. Mm. Yes. Yes, but you have been overseas, Trish. But it's, so, you know, it's kind of that, isn't it? It's like you're that, doing well. putting your hand in the wheel and going, okay, drawing the line, mm-hmm. let's go. Mm. But. Bloody hell. Talk about a perfect storm. Now, it's a big ask, but can you please help (laughs) us help ourselves? Uh, Yeah, I absolutely can. So the first thing is I think like as a nation and as a world, we kind of have to come to almost like an amnesty of what's happened and we have to grieve about it. We have to understand the trauma that we went through and we actually have to let ourselves know that we're safe again Mm. and that it's okay. So a lot of people like... I haven't, I saw my sister for the first time in four years the other day. I hadn't seen my dad for two years and I only just recently saw him. These things alone, without getting COVID, without being locked up, without all this stuff, it changes what's happening within your cells, what's happening within your mind and what happens within your gut. So I think before we go into the silly season, before we go anywhere, we've got to just sit with it and go, you did well. Yeah. Go you. Mm. Like, you're still breathing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well done. Well done. And I think we do. We need this group kind of collective, we're okay. Mm -hmm. And so we see people in clinic all day long with everything that you've described. I may be one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of it has to do with everyone's still hypervigilant. Yeah. And they're still 
in that extreme state of, am I going to catch COVID? Do I need to wear a mask? Do I need to sanitize? Mm. Am I allowed to go and see my elderly parents who, you know, if I see them and something happens? Am I allowed to get on a plane? Am I not? Is the border going to close? So these things impact. Do I have to have a mask on the plane? Yeah. Are they spraying chemicals on me on the the plane when I get off the plane? Yeah. Unbeknownst to me. Yeah. 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 So your mind's completely All over the place. Yeah. And what happened to me just recently flying back from Adelaide is they obviously are spraying Mm. a lot more on planes. Yeah. And and I was kind of on the kind of the window side and you can almost like feel it coming down out of the side of the fence. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I didn't know if it's a whole conspiracy theory or (laughs) if it is actually happening. And if it is happening, if they have to tell you. Yeah. Well, it's definitely happening because you can see it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just came back on a flight and I, I actually couldn't breathe. I started having full heart palpitations and then I couldn't catch my breath and I was starting like all of my like fingers started going white, my face started drawing all the blood out and I turned to the girl next to me and said, I, I, need, I need to get up and go and speak to someone I can't breathe. And I went and spoke to the um, hostie and he's like, oh, darling, you're just anxious. And I said, thank you, but no, I'm not. And he's, no, darling, you're just anxious. And I said, I know what anxiety feels like and I know what my body can't process these chemicals in this plane right now feels like. So I'm just going to do some squats. I'm going to do some heel raises. If I could, I'd do a handstand out the back galley here. I need to pump my body so I can help my body to process this. Get the blood I'm moving. so glad that you clarified that because I was thinking mid-air, what was your plan? <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is coming from a former I know, I'm like, flight attendant. I'm thinking 35,000 feet, there's limited options. I know. And <laughs> I just open the window so yeah, you can get some fresh air? <laughs> and I was in the back in that galley, uh, galley yeah, thing. in the galley. And I'm doing my squats and I'm doing my calf raises and I'm yep. doing my box breathing and, and literally he was like, oh, wow, like all your colours come back. Like I looked really like mm. I was not good. And he's like, oh, your colour's coming back. And I said, yeah, there's a difference between anxiety and your body not functioning optimally. Now, I know a lot about my body now because my body just didn't work for about 39 years. So I know a lot about it now. And so I am very empowered to say, no, 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 this is not anxiety because what even is that? This is my body not working under the conditions that I'm in. And so I did a, a lecture the other day on it's, it's a Christmas survival lecture. Oh, that's, and, <laughs> that's what we need. I know. Yeah, maybe you should watch it. And <laughs> the, the first thing I said was, do you know your body? Do you actually know what your body needs? So if I didn't know my body in that time, I would have been told by this person, you're anxious, you're anxious, or you're anxious. Feedback loop would have happened. You would have started believing it. I would have started believing it. I would have had what <clears throat> would have been called a panic attack. I absolutely would have passed out. I would have needed oxygen. I actually, my oxygen saturation was poor. My heart rate was down. I wasn't in a good place. But I knew my body and I knew what I needed to get my oxygen saturation up, my heart rate back up, and I knew what I needed to do with my belief set. So it wasn't, I'm anxious, this is terrible, I'm on a plane, I'm about to, I'm going to pass out, what's going to happen? It was, you know what, Kirst? This has happened before. You have all the tools. 
You know exactly what you need to do to pull this together. Just focus, stay on task, ask for what you need and you'll be fine. Because you obviously have a heightened awareness of your body and how it functions. Yeah. So for the average 50-isher out there, how do they know? Yeah. Well, it all starts with what have you normalised? So it's about unpacking. Like so many people normalise headaches and so many people normalise pain, poor sleep, diarrhea, gut issues. People have normalised, oh, I've had COVID. I haven't really come back from it. And they mm. now just normalise that as, oh, you know. Oh, you know, uh, our family always suffers from heartburn. Yeah. We've, we've got funny tummies in our family. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so we need to be curious. The first thing to do is just be curious. Like, mm-hmm. is that actually normal? And, and it's actually, it's just not So the first thing to do to get in tune with your body is to be curious, what are these ailments that I've got? And the fact that I actually just don't need to have them. Mm. And being curious is just such a wonderful thing for all walks of life. But as soon as you're like, "Mm." so I get a headache every three weeks. I wonder why that is. Why do Mm. I get a headache at this time? Or Mm -hmm. why do I get a headache every time I wake up and I've had a glass of red wine but when I wake after, up after a gin and soda, I don't get a headache. Mm-hmm. And mm. so then you start to go, hmm, what's in wine? So looking for patterns yeah. as well in terms yep. of how you're yep. feeling in relation to what's been going on in your life, your behaviour and events and absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. routine. So, yeah. So the red wine thing, for example, is I know all red wines have preservative 220 in it. Mm-hmm. Not all. There's awesome options now, thank goodness. I can't, like, I don't do well with preservative 220. Yep. So then it's like, okay, so is it the wine or is it just these additives that yep. no human should handle? We're not designed to handle preservatives. So if I want a nicer glass of red wine, why don't I go and choose one that supports my body? Why don't I make better choices about things that I really enjoy to do? Mm-hmm. So I'm only in tune because I got curious. So yep. it's got nothing to do with like my past in research yep. or my studies or anything like that. It's just, oh, I just don't want to put up with that. Yeah. So funny yeah. you say that because yep. conversations that we've had actually before I've been on trips this year and white wine was a trigger for me. Yeah. And I would get headaches um, quite often, sinusy, and it would be not unusual for me to come back from a holiday with and then get a cold or a chest infection or something like that. And also on these holidays, my anxiety would heighten. Skyrocket, yeah. Because of the alcohol consumption. Yeah. But this last holiday, I did have a couple of glasses of champagne, but I didn't drink white wine. Yeah. As much. Yeah. I may have drunk something else in the place of. <laughs> like what? There was Tell that us. time with the tequila. Was it, was it Long Island iced teas? Was it? <laughs> no, no. No. Um, well, you know, the. Good old vodka, lime and soda, but I am also partial to a scotch. Really? Yeah, yeah. with a dash of ginger ale. Okay. I did go through a stage where I was trying to drink it just on the rocks or neat mm. because, you know, Beth from Yellowstone does that and oh, she's really cool so I thought yes. I could be like her but I can't. Oh. No. And your personality would be like, well, that didn't last long. I know. No, that's exactly I know, right. I know, I know. It was like I was still drinking yes, it like cordial. I was like, this is going to be dangerous. Yeah. Well, she's dangerous. Beth from Melbourne Stone. <laughs> well, She's very, yes. dangerous. very dangerous. No one can be like her, Trish. So, but interesting, I didn't get the anxiety and I had a much better time 
even my relationship with my husband on the trip was much better because I just felt more calm. Mm -hmm. But also every morning I was waking up going, you know what, I I had a few drinks last night but I actually feel great. That's good. And people would come out and go, oh, you know, how are you feeling? I'm feeling trash. I go, actually, I feel really good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. and just that that switching. I didn't feel like I was missing out, but I also didn't feel anxious. I wasn't waking up at three o'clock in the morning with anxiety yeah. and drinker's remorse. Mm-hmm. And, and I still had me. Is moderation Mel starting to rub off on you? Look, I think you're both having an impact, yes. <laughs> at one stage I even Winning. said before my husband, I think I'd like to go to bed now. Oh, Yes. Oh, wow. Come a long way. Yeah. Come a long way, Trish. <laughs> Normally I'm dragging, being dragged, <laughs> kicking and screaming. Going, oh, oh, I don't want to well, go. Well, let me, let me tell you about that. So mm-hmm. preservatives and sugar in the wine mm. are stimulative, right? And so they stimulate the brain. Yeah. And so you wouldn't have been able to go to sleep. But when you're not having that, the brain's not so stimulated and all like the melatonin and all of those hormones that are like, you know what, you've had the best night. It's just time to go to bed. That's exactly how I felt. And even the next day there was when we were in one area which was just so brilliant and we would go on safari. You'd go on safari early in the morning and late in the afternoon. So during the day you were just hanging out at the resort and there was a whole heap of people in the pool having cocktails. Now that is one of my favourite things. Uh, yeah. But I just it's walked deadly. past and went, oh, actually, I might join you later and went and read my book in the air conditioning and went, no, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, who am I? <laughs> what have you done with Trish, oh, the party Trish, girl? you don't want to be on the sunset safari viewing animals in Africa smashed. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's a great um, Well, let me tell you. Like, the- uh, you the, know. One of the favourite. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm just seeing hyenas. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were there. But we did, we did on the evening safaris, we did mm. pull up for a sunset drink, which was very yeah. lovely. Oh, look, one she did let me have a roadie on the way home, but I think I wore most of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just about being curious. Mm. And then there's been time between all of this where people have started to normalise fatigue from COVID and they've started to normalise like gut dysbiosis stuff and um, immune issues. Oh, I just keep catching stuff ever since I had COVID and then, oh, oh well, because I've got stuff to do. And it's like, no, 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 we need to we need to address that. We don't just suddenly keep getting things. There's something going on in the body. Yeah. So we okay. know from the research if you've had COVID, you will then be fo- this will follow with a leaky gut and we know if our gut's leaky our immune system just goes on a holiday. How and do we know so, if we've got leaky gut? Well, if you've tested positive for COVID, you definitely will. It's the process of COVID. It provides a heap of inflammation within the body. Yep. And then inflammation in the body causes leaky gut. So oh, okay. just by knowing that you've had it. You've definitely you've got. You've definitely had, had leaky gut. Leaky gut. But it does correct itself. You need to act in that correction. Okay. So, yeah, very rarely someone would have leaky gut and then it would just correct itself. Okay. Yeah. So, so tell us how do we do well, that? Well, of course fermented foods is the okay. place to start. <laughs> yeah. So the, number one, but when you've got leaky gut, you don't want to feed it that's anything inflammatory. Mm-hmm. So post-COVID or post-infection, now remember that it's eight weeks that we look at that You've got COVID in your system. You need to look after yourself. So this whole... Which, of course, we don't. No. It's like, okay, two weeks, I'm done. Okay, yeah. let's get going yeah. again. Yeah. And then when I, 
So it was two weeks, which I was like, I'm sorry, no one's immune system reorganises in two weeks. That's ridiculous. It doesn't happen. And then when it went to five days, I was like, oh, our bodies have evolved so well that now suddenly we can get better after five days. This is not possible. Mm. And so we're talking about infection. We're not talking about recovery. And so once again, let's give ourselves the grace that we're going to feel flat and be needing to nourish ourselves, sleep, rest, do everything we can to care for ourselves for up to eight weeks. Okay. we just don't do that. We're no. always in a hurry with everything, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, and you I'm look all right, at, I'm all right, I'm all right. But you also look at, you know, like the athletes back in the 80s who have heart issues now because when they did get colds or whatnot, mm. they kept training. Yeah. Or, or they're on the roids. First. They're on the gas. On, on yeah. the gear. <laughs> on the gear. <laughs> A lot of gear. A lot. Yeah. There's a big muscles, little thing things. <laughs> and there's a shit ton of them that are now dead. Can yeah. I just oh, there is a, there is a massive statistic yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, your body can't no. handle that much. No. no. Exactly. No. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so get off the roids. Yeah, look, so any yeah. of you Less than that one. Are on performance enhancing drugs <laughs> in our fifties tribe, get off the roids right now. <laughs> Kirstie and said. if that's Kirstie the only takeaway yeah. you get from today, then it's been worth the listen. <laughs> Wasn't I here to speak about fermented food? Okay, sorry, thank you. <laughs> Mel's given no, her no, advice. No, no. Thank you. <laughs> so, of course, yeah. we need okay. to do the fermented foods. Yep. So that's going to change the environment of the gut. But then we need to be honest about what we're eating in that recovery time. Okay. So if we're sitting on the couch and we're feeling flat, and we're having ice cream and we're having chips and we're having food that doesn't serve our immune system and doesn't serve our gut, we're going to prolong the recovery. Okay. Longer and longer mm-hmm. and longer. Yep. And so in that window of that eight weeks, we're mm-hmm. having bone broths and we're having slow-cooked foods and we're having things like liver pate and we're having heaps of vegetables And we're not having inflammatory foods. Okay. And that's really key, really, really key. So we've got to kind of assume that we're athletes or we're optimal, crazy high performers and we want to get back. And when we start to get that mindset of, wow, I'm a high performer, I need to be back on track, then every single thing that you do in a day and every choice that you make in a day then goes to being, oh, I'm that high performer. There's no, like, I just wouldn't do that or I wouldn't eat that or I wouldn't get four hours sleep because I'm an athlete or I'm a high performer or I want to be the best mum that I can be. So why would I do that to myself? It's Mm. almost like flipping that switch, isn't it, from food being kind of entertainment, fun, or not necessarily fun because you can still have that, but Mm. being more of a fuel source rather than just... Yeah, I and, like yeah. and healing. Yeah, because yeah. your food mm. can food can heal or it can completely destroy your lives. Mm. And so, food has destroyed my life in the past in a really bad way. Mm. Uh, you just need to see my knee MRI scans for that. Like wow. in a really bad way, it's completely trashed my body. But now it's healed my body. To, to be in a completely space in my life that I just never thought yeah. I would be and wow. like feeling balanced and mm. all of these things. So laughing at my children when they're having absolute bananas and like, oh, you're so sweet, you know, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to like, oh, I, I order, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Balancing yourself. So 
it's give us let, let's just remember that we need time. No one does time. No one does time. And that's time in cooking. So slow cook foods, making sure that we're taking time to nourish ourselves and nourish our loved ones and time to sit and rest. And sitting and resting and scrolling isn't rest. And sitting and resting and watching TV isn't resting and talking on the phone to your friend isn't resting. To me, the only place to rest is actually out in nature. So whether you're lying out, you know, in the sun or whether you're going for a bushwalk or whether you're just sitting out in your garden or you're doing something in your garden, that's resting because the brain needs to rest as much as the body needs to rest. Mm -hmm. And so what you'll see is someone will feel or think they've recovered from COVID Mm -hmm. and then four weeks later they they go down again, they get sick again. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's not the same issue. They've come up with something else that they've caught. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of get back on and then four weeks later, boom, mm-hmm. now I've got something else. And there's this cycle of about every four to five weeks they get something again. So they get a little bit more energy. They bounce out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yes. They go, oh, I'm feeling a little bit better. I've got a little bit more. And we flog ourselves thinking, right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm going out for dinner. I'm going to have a couple of bottles of wine. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to stay up and not sleep as well and I'm going to do heaps this weekend. All I've been doing is lazing Mm. around Mm. and then Monday morning, done, back on track, back with something again. And I can even see this happening from a mental health spiral as well because you kind of, you know, you, you go so well for a while and then you get to the point where, all the triggers are coming back again and then you kind of have your big meltdown and then you go, okay, I feel better after that and then you go on again until the next. So is that manifesting if you're not picking up a, you know, virus every four to five weeks? Could it be just that kind of anxiety and mental? Without a doubt. So every time you get leaky gut, your mood is going to be impacted. So if you've had COVID and then you've had leaky gut, your mood and your mental health is going to be significantly lowered. That's to be expected. So people, you know, that we've been seeing in clinic out the first time in their lives have anxiety, never had it before. Depression, never had it before. Suicidal thoughts, we've seen lots and mm. lots of that. Suicidal attempts, unfortunately, wow, and lots and lots of so that. sad. And to give someone the power back to say, well, no wonder. Let's have a look at this. When your gut is leaky... And when it's inflamed, you can't make serotonin. Mm -hmm. That is the precursor for joy and happiness. And there's two sides that the brain works. The brain will either work in joy and gratitude or the brain works in fear and grief and shame and anxiety. You can't work on both of those places at the same time. So, yes, we have the power to flip and we can go, okay, I choose gratitude today. I choose joy today. And we can lay down those neurological pathways to choose that. And it's hard work to start with, but you get there. You get there, you get there, you get there. And then when your mind wanders into a space and it doesn't feel good, you can bring it back to joy and gratitude. But when you've had leaky gut, the factory's broken. So you're on a horse without legs or you've gone to the factory and it's trying to make something but there's no resources there. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when someone's had COVID and then they've had a leaky gut. They're trying to feel joy and they're trying to feel all of that 
dopamine, so motivation, and they're trying to feel calm and settled, but the factory is completely like empty. empty. Mm-hmm. Every, all, everyone's gone off for the summer holidays. Like yeah. no one's there. Mm-hmm. It's and like you're trying to make the cake with no ingredients. Yeah. yeah. So you're flogging the horse. Mm. You're trying the best you can. Now let's think about all the places we get dopamine from. So if the gut's not working and we're not just producing dopamine just because our bodies are awesome and that's what it does, if that's not working, humans are pretty smart So we'll go try find dopamine in a different spot. So we'll find it in scrolling on phones. It's one of the greatest places that it will hit dopamine receptors. Because the clever people who have invented all of those apps, that's how they get their payoff to keep us going longer. So they've worked Mm. out that that's how we do it. And with the eye movements, not to get too technical about the brain because I could and I would, (laughs) Oh, but the eyes when we go up, Instead of a cross, Mel and I are sitting here nodding. We're all all on a cruise ship right now. When our eyes go up, it stimulates dopamine. When you read a book and your eyes Ah. go on a book from left left to to right, right, it stimulates GABA and calm. It's completely different receptors in the brain. Yeah, Yeah, perfect. That's why, you, yeah, we need to be reading books before sleep. So we'll go scroll on our phone. And then suddenly it's 12 o'clock and we've been sitting there scrolling for two hours and now we can't sleep and the blue light's in our face. We've got all this dopamine and the body has to actually get rid of that. You've Mm -hmm. either got to move it out, shake it out, run it out, do something with it so you can't sleep. You can't sleep it out. Yeah. No, you can't. Mm. We love getting dopamine from sugar. So sugar hits some receptors in the brain that act basically like cocaine and different types of party drugs. It has the same effect. And so we'll go and hit the sugar and then we'll go and hit purchasing. So we'll buy heaps I know nothing about why. (laughs) don't either. Trish, no idea. What is this nonsense about online shopping? Absolute nonsense. Lucky I wore my shoes that didn't have the holes in it because I'm such a like, I won't shop. (laughs) But shopping hits dopamine buttons. Mm. So you'll see people and, oh, man, I I was this person. So it's like, like, so I really love talking about this. You'll see someone that's feeling really crap. They're really tired. They're worn out and fatigued from having COVID. But they'll somehow muster up the energy to go to the local plaza and spend four hours going around the shops in all of that light, in all of those toxins and chemicals and people and stimulus, and then they come home and just completely crash. So they get mm-hmm. the high from mm-hmm. the dopamine for a little bit, mm-hmm. but then then you crack because you've used up all your resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then for the next three days you're feeling crap. So we go and try and find dopamine in all of these places when our gut's not producing it for us. So then suddenly we have a credit card bill that is not appropriate <laughs> and then we have no sleep, we're mm. not eating well, we're completely No inflamed. energy to go out and wear the new clothes that we've just right, purchased. Right, right. And then we've everything's inflamed because we've been eating the sugar, we've been doing all these things and then we just feel crap about ourselves. Oh, my God, I've got all this stuff to do and I just went to the plaza for four hours. Like, mm. what? Mm. I've got the washing, the kids have got all this homework to yeah. do. Or it's like the whole cascade of hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The decision-making. Yeah. Like at that moment when you're after that dopamine hit, obviously that's driving your decisions. Yep. And then you have to deal with it afterwards. Yeah, because 
we're humans and we ultimately will do anything at all costs to feel good Mm. at all costs. And so we'll make all these decisions around feeling good where in the absence of balance and calm Mm. and Mel and I are dreadful at this as far as overscheduling ourselves are concerned. Like, yeah, that'll be fun. We'll do that. Yep, mm, yep, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then man, we get there I've had think, to improve oh. on that. Yeah. <laughs> I like being busy. You love being yeah. busy. But it, it can, yeah, I can find myself stretched yeah. at times. Mm. Yeah. And then it's cool to find out why. Why do I want to be busy? You know, what? what's that replacing? And a lot of people just uh, love it. They're just epic on life. They've got the energy. It fills up their cup. Yeah. And then a lot of people are doing it because, like, well, if I'm not doing that, what, what will people think about me? Or yes. that whole yes. badge of being busy yeah, is yeah. making me feel worthwhile worthy. or yeah. feel worthy. Yeah. 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 So, with that, how can we get some dopamine? <laughs> 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 and not shop. Tap it in. Not shop. Tap it in. Yeah. 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 So like yeah. some, is there some kind of body hacks or life hacks? Yeah, absolutely. That we can do. Yeah. What should we be going towards? So funnily enough, when it's, it's kind of like the pinball machine, these things, if you, if you hit it all like the ping, 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 ping all the time, it kind of taps out. And so the more you try and get dopamine, it actually taps out and then you're left with zero So if you take away the phone, I mean, obviously we're all going to look at our phones, but if you take away the constant scrolling and the sugar and all those sorts of things, then you actually don't need to do much because you have a nice reservoir there. Okay. So you haven't drained the bucket so Mm -hmm. much that Mm -hmm. there's none. You have a nice little amount. But the other places that we get dopamine is from exercise. So it's a really good one. Now I'm not talking about trashing yourself and like just going for a walk. Is great. Yeah. Yeah. So having a hug produces oxytocin and then that also produces dopamine as well. So instead of hitting the plaza and, you know, going Shopping, there. just go and hug random people. Yeah. <laughs> just go around and hug them instead. You could go to the plaza and, and hug, hug people. Yeah. And not yeah. shop. <laughs> that would be my son. <laughs> he would just go around That's and so hug, yeah. hug everyone. That sounds so, like me at the end of the night. Yes, I, yeah. I know. I and did I tell you? Yeah. And and connection. Connection's mm. huge. Nature will give us dopamine. Okay. But it won't give us the, the high hit that our society is so used to now. Yeah. So we've got to modulate our expectations on what, dopamine is from these more purposeful places and these more sustainable places. So, and then food, you know, like eating mm-hmm. beautiful egg yolks will give it to us, butter will give it to us, all sorts of protein, all of mm. the different types of red meats, liver pâtés, all of those things will give us dopamine and mm. help us with the dopamine and fermented foods. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> will give us dopamine. So, but you've got to turn the tap off. The pinball, ping, ping, yeah. ping, ping. You've got to turn that off to be able to get the steady supply. So you can't kind of add in hacks without doing the other one. Right, because yeah. that was one of my other questions was because I seem to be at times an all or nothing person. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, if I'm not going to do it properly, then there's no point in doing it all. Yeah. So yeah, you do need to cut out those things and yeah. add the others in. Exactly. And for some people it's just limiting it. Yeah, and other people, it's working out. Okay, so there's this seesaw. Yes, right. And where does your seesaw? I love how everyone can see me doing this right now. Yes. <laughs> I've got my arms up yes. and down like a seesaw. 
But, you know, if you have this seesaw, some people can keep it pretty balanced by, Mm. you know, just not scrolling your phone after six o'clock and not having three sugars with their afternoon coffee and Mm. like making some pretty okay choices and then you can keep the balance. Other people with like genetic expressions like yours, Trish, Mm. you know, the seesaw's got to be a little bit more dramatic Mm. and you've got to put in some more scaffolding to bring it into that Mm. beautiful like sea level um, of equilibrium. Mm. So you and I have the same genetics. So like I I have to work a lot harder at modulating my dopamine Mm. and I have an autoimmune brain condition that is all dopamine related. Wow. And so I have to really work the seesaw out and get it right. So, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it actually. Makes so when a lot we of talk sense. about that genetic, I've been going through Kirsty and doing. Oh, that was a little bit of uh, unprofessional. Just telling everyone about your <laughs> your <laughs> medical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an overshare from way I back. Know, I know. I just like oh <laughs> no, but I have I have done the genetic testing, which is really awesome and so empowering because I think a lot of the time I was so hard on myself as to why can't I just get my shit together with this? Like I know what to do, why don't I do it? But then when you get the genetic results back and it goes, well, that's because you've got this and you've got that, so it actually is harder for you Mm. to moderate those things and Mm. that's why you're drawn to this and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. There's a better technical Uh, kind of. Well, it's just about finding because then that is also your superpower, which we've Mm. talked about before. And so how do you enhance your superpower? And this comes back to being curious and knowing all of your superpowers in your body and also your kryptonite and then working out what those little strategies are so Mm. you don't be like, ah, I see this one coming. Mm. I see this one coming. I know what this means. I need need a bit more scaffolding at this point. So Yes. Yeah, and for me I needed epic scaffolding. I've had COVID like three or four times. And so, yeah, I've had every strain you could possibly imagine. I was actually, I only just got back from New Zealand. I was speaking in New Zealand when the whole, when it all went down. So late uh, January 2020. Yeah, I was like, what? I saw it on the paper, you know, in the little newsstand as I was waiting for my flight. And I was like, what's this? What's going on? And people were coughing on the plane and like, you know, fairing everyone around. And then I saw people wearing masks. I was like, what? You know, we were, Lily was just starting school and the school was like, you know, hyping on about it. And we're like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on the school. Don't worry about this nonsense. I just, I just didn't like, we just kept going backwards and forwards to New Zealand. Like, oh, yeah. Right up until I think we were one of the last flights that got in before they, before they started the two weeks off isolation before the mandatory quarantine Uh, came in. But that's, that was brought in at midnight and our flight arrived at like 8 30 p.m. Like, Mark and I just kept going backwards and forwards Mm. to see the kids. It was almost like like, this COVID business was like that worldwide web. That worldwide web. Ridiculous. And it's, it's like rap happen. music will never take <laughs> off. <laughs> it's just nonsense. Or the but, 80s leotards, right? Yeah. <laughs> wear a G-string for goodness sake. Ridiculous. Who would wear a G-string? Who would put their undies up their bum? This sounds like the, don't give a 70. <laughs> At that point, we'll just catch our breath and we'll be back in a minute. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So with all of that, obviously letting ourselves rest, eating well, Mm. getting outdoors, moving our body, all the stuff we know to do. Hugging. Mm -hmm. Hugging <laughs> randoms at the plaza. <laughs> just be careful with that one. Okay? Yeah, just be careful. With we that didn't one. tell you. <laughs> so leading into the festive season, and I can be an all or nothing girl, but yeah. I do feel, as I've mentioned a few times, and I think it's you and the beautiful Kim Morrison that's helping me with this falling forward. I am slowly yes. learning. And what? What are some hacks or tips, tricks that will help us get through the yeah. festive season? Now, I have taken on board the cold showers. I am doing that. To no get the... way. Yes, yes. Oh, that's so Every cool. now and again I find it a little bit too much, but yeah. a lot of the time I do. And yeah. it became almost an addiction, I think it is now. Like yeah. I yeah, put the music on and get under the cold shower. And could you explain the reason behind this? Yes. So I'm going to, the reason why I'm smiling so much is because <laughs> I've been watching this show with Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, oh he's my in, gosh, he's I in saw the it. Is yeah. that on Netflix? Yeah. No, no, it's on Disney+. Plus. And so, okay, and it's about him wanting to, this, he's found out he's got some gene and he wants to live the best life he can or something? Yeah, so it, the, it's, a, it's a whole kind of journey. But really interestingly, he does cold showers and then he goes like out in nature and bushwalking and then he does all these memories and I'm like, this is just everything I teach, Chris. Yeah. You should have just come and spoken to me. But the reason let him know, let me know when he's coming. I know, off. I know. But the reason why I'm laughing is because the cold showers and all that sort of stuff. I've just only watched the episode last night, and so I just had a visual of Chris when, oh, when you were yeah. saying that. Well, it's, it's the better than the visual of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but good on Chris because he yeah. actually is bringing it to the fore. Yes. So cold showers. Funnily enough, when our body is really out of balance, the best thing we can do is actually push it into its kind of out of its comfort zone. So the cool word is hormesis, which is the opposite of homeostasis. So (laughs) I'm trying so hard not to make a whore joke. (laughs) (laughs) To make a what? No, I'm just trying to get my head around what Kirsty's saying. Well, okay. She said hormesis. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say something like, yeah. are you calling a whore? That would be inappropriate. That would be inappropriate because he's still smiling. I'm still back. <laughs> I'll just talk about Chris until you guys are over. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. So hormesis is the uncomfortable spot, right? Mm. And funnily enough, it, surprisingly, I've actually chosen to put myself into those positions 
for most of my adult life through rock climbing or my sports or travel or whatever. But when you push yourself into hormesis and it gets really uncomfortable, which is cold showers, because it's uncomfortable. Mm. You don't really want to be there. Mm -mm. It's not that fun. What happens is when it's over, it means that your zone of comfort, your zone of homeostasis is so much bigger. And so we can handle so much more because like, mm. oh, I had a cold shower this morning. That whole stress response to my boss sending that email, but he can't do cold showers. And it gives you resilience. It builds flexibility within your body mm. and it tells your mind, I can do hard things. Mm. And so funnily enough, a cold shower in the morning does all this cool stuff in your brain, your body, your immune system and upregulates immune cells, does the coolest things. But if we're constantly putting ourselves out of our comfort zone, yeah, our beautiful set point in the middle just becomes this grand place of resilience and you can just manage it. Wow. Okay, so let's go back to the cold shower because Trish and I have had this conversation before mm. because I knew that she was doing it. So for someone like me, like I get up at about 4.30, 4.40 in the morning, so I just do a western roll out of bed yeah. and hook straight into the shower. Yeah. Is that what I do? And yeah. how long do I stand there for? So the research shows that three minutes is when you get your optimal output or optimal effects. Mm -hmm. But whilst you're starting, yep. 30 seconds is great. Yeah, I know, yeah. Trish, you but did that. it can that. be any time of the day. You could do it when you get back from the gym. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it doesn't yeah, have to no. be first thing. No, no. no. Uh, okay, because no. I was thinking that would be tough, particularly in winter. Oh, well, that's the whole point. point. You Let want me it tell to be you, tough. When mm. those pipes are frozen... Yeah. Out in the clink, clink, no, wild I, I west. I understand that you <laughs> – no, you're right, Kirsty. That's the whole point is that it is tough. I you suppose, want it to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it would but be less tough. But with your schedule, et cetera, if it suits better to go to the gym, like if you don't shower normally before you go to the gym, then just do it when you get home. Mm. Right. Okay. So that's very doable. Oh, it's just the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. And if you were going to the gym, mm. the one of the best things you can do is actually have a cold shower afterwards. Because mm. it's anti-inflammatory. Right, and okay. And so it really supports that oh, I recovery. I love that. I'm going to try tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I go around the corner to have cryotherapy. So I go in a box that puts me down to 100, minus 144 Serious? degrees. Yeah, yeah. I come out of there and I've got icicles on my legs. It's out of control. So how yeah. long could you go in there to start? Well, oh, you only want to be in there for three minutes and then, like, serious kind of dying would happen at some point. Hypothermia. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to do it. So anymore. could you go straight in for three minutes or did you some have? Pe some people yeah. can and some people can't. So my dad, I took him once and I'm like, Dad, we're going to go out and do something cool and then he, we rock up. Like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like cold in fact. I know, I know. So he, well, he, no, I think he lasted like two minutes 45. And like, oh, for goodness good. sakes, just finish it. Like why did you have to when he came out? Noah does the full three minutes. Does he? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Whereas Maya, who's 12, my daughter, <laughs> she does about two minutes. But that's more maturity, like cognitively, that I'm okay and I'm safe. And that's appropriate her age mm. to um, – well, Mel, are you up for it? No, I'm not getting in a box. Claustrophobic oh, thing? No, oh, your, your head's out. Your head's out. Mm. So You're in an open space. I've, I'm getting MRI vibes. And oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Like Let's start out. with the shower and when yeah. you nail yeah. that, we'll go. Cold yeah. showers, I'm up for. Yeah. So, yeah. so you mentioned that cold showers is one of the things because we're looking for tips for the 50ish tribe. Yes. Like yes. heading into yes. the, you know, into the crazy season. So that's one thing yep. to help, you know, yep. like build resilience and make us feel great and take on you know, more and feel great about what we're doing. Yeah. And what else can we do sort of leading into this time? So protein at breakfast. So there's a bit of a thing going on with women doing intermittent fasting and especially women thinking it's going to help them or it's going to help their hormones and the 50-ish women. Yep. And intermittent fasting and cortisol levels and like hormone levels don't fit that well together. And so if you're not well or if you're fatigued or you're tired or you've got hormone issues, skipping breakfast is just about the worst thing that you can do because it's payback at the end of the day. So, oh, Mm. I'm going out for dinner tonight. I'm going to have a few drinks. We're going to have a party. I just won't eat. Mm. And then I'll, I'll save all my calories yeah, for tonight. Yeah. It's a 1980s yeah. diet it's, mentality. Yeah. But it's still so prevalent. And yeah. so I'll, I'll save up my calories. I'll just have a couple of coffees. I'm going to have a big night and I'll eat then. And then the cascade mm. is epic. Mm. And so protein, 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 and good quality fats at breakfast okay. will completely Great. set up your day. Great. Excellent. Make a huge change, huge change. And I notice whenever I do do that and skip breakfast, then, you know, the afternoon yeah. behaviours around mm. eating are so much worse. Yeah. And the reason is you told your body for eight hours there was no food available. Mm. Starvation mode. Yeah, you told your body we're actually in starvation. And so as soon as you see something and you taste it and it sends messages to the brain that, oh, there's food now, it's our primitive reflex to then just, oh, I don't know when the next meal's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. Mm. I'm not sure if I will be fed again. When when you say um, for breakfast have high protein, so the bulletproof coffee, Would you have that with breakfast? So could you talk us quickly through the Bulletproof Coffee for those who don't partake? Yes. So the Bulletproof Coffee is a coffee, so a long black, and then you'll add some butter and then you'll add either some coconut oil or some MCT oil and then you'll emulsify that, like you'll blitz it up and then you'll drink it. So So I add collagen powder to mine as well. So that's the original one. But then for women, I think it's really, really, really beneficial to add collagen to it because that's where you get your protein from. And someone once told me that's like a spack filler for a leaky gut. Is that right? (laughs) Now you could have that coffee in a boiled egg yeah, okay. or you could have that coffee and a sausage. Like I don't know what other proteins that you want to have, but what happens is the, the coffee itself has more antioxidants in it than most foods. It provides amazing cognitive function and it really supports the gut microbiome in growing bifido strains. So there's actually a lot of benefits to coffee and it supports circulation when you're getting going. The butter lines the gut, gives you energy, and the MCT oil is just straight up energy. So you're kind of switched on from the get-go. But that can be too much for some people and it can just ramp everything up. Mm-hmm. So therefore your cortisol get levels go up. Mm-hmm. When your cortisol levels go up, 
you just want a snack. And so probably. Wow. An, oh, yeah. So another tip. Here's a really big one. Great. Test your blood sugars. So blood sugar testing shouldn't be for diabetics. Blood yep. sugar testing should be anyone that's curious about their health. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how do we do that? There's two ways to do it. If your heart rate is over 70 at resting, your blood sugars are elevated and you're in that state of fight or flight and you're just going to consume food because you're you're in that elevated state. Your body's not regulated. The other thing is you can get monitors and you just do a little prick test and then you can see where your blood sugars are. So I get people to measure their blood sugars all the time and some people's blood sugars are like eight or nine and they're just cruising around like, oh, you might want to look at this. You can't have that because then the cascade, Mm. when your blood sugars are up, inflammation's up, you will binge on food Mm. and you won't be able to sleep. Your heart rate will be up when when you're supposed to be asleep at night and then you can't sleep. And then you've got all of these issues mm. going on. Can you have mm. like a regular blood test to uh, check blood sugar levels? You can, but you want to see if it's what it is fasted. So in the morning when you wake up, yep. you want to see a half an hour after you've eaten. Oh, okay. You know, so, so you do a few. Yeah, if you've got a monitor and they really don't cost that much. Mm-hmm. I guess so just almost when you're feeling fatigued or if you're feeling it or even if you're going for a snack and going, why am I eating this now? Yeah. Like yeah. I catch myself doing that. I'm like, what? Yeah. What is mm. the purpose of me doing this yeah. right now? Mm-hmm. Am I bored? Mm. Am I lonely? Am yeah. I procrastinating, or am I hungry? Yeah. And it will be your cortisol levels are up. Yeah. So whenever cortisol goes up, your blood sugar goes up to match it. That's how yeah. they work. So back in primal days, our cortisol only went up because we were actually under threat, yeah. like a, a health and physical threat. So we had to run. Yeah. And so the cortisol would go up, we would second all of the glucose in our body to our big muscles and we would just bolt. And so we're actioning those responses sitting down in front of our computer reading an email because an email's come through that's, oh. Yes. Mm. And that goes up and then you answer the email and then as soon as the email's answered, you get up and you walk down to the fridge and you open the fridge. and you and I'll have a cup of coffee. Yeah. And I'll get something to eat with it. Yeah. Quite yeah. often I find myself making a cup of tea or coffee and I think it's just an excuse to regulate yourself or to, you know, have a break or to eat yeah. something with it. Yeah. 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 And if we sat down and did our breath work, and this is where your heart rate comes in, if you sat down, did your breath work, and we know within four breaths you can bring your heart rate down under 70, Yep. then the body perceives there's no threat. I don't need to bring on resources wow. anymore. And so now all I need is a glass of water. So, so breath work would be another tip that you oh, would give everybody yeah. like leading yeah. into this. Like do yeah. I really need it? If I do my breath work, slow everything down, yeah. then perhaps I actually don't, don't need, need to grab no. that yeah. biscuit so or whatever those I was going to four have. breaths, mm-hmm. talk me through the correct way to do those four breaths because I imagine there would be a little bit of technique involved. There's Every technique under the sun. So we practice buteco breathing and we teach it at Culture Wellness. Like we have a buteco breathing practitioner, that, wow. um, Kylie, who does all of the techniques. And so it's about utilising the oxygen. So you breathe out, you hold. It's like a box. Yeah. And yeah. then you breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold, breathe in, 
hold, breathe out, hold. So but any amount of like when you're breathing in, out, hold, is it like four seconds? Four seconds. Four seconds. Four seconds. Yeah. 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 And so I, in the end I don't even care. If you're just stopping for a minute to and focus thinking on about it, breathing, you're yeah. doing an awesome job. Perfect. And the biofeedback of measuring your heart rate is so profound, mm. so profound because you're like, whoa, I just changed my physiology. Yeah. I just went mm. from the cheesecake to the glass of water mm. and I am actually just all cool. I am yeah. fine with that. I'm absolutely fine. You can absolutely change everything about what your brain and your body is telling you through regulating and calming your nervous mm. system. It's almost going back to that when emotions are high, intelligence is low. Yeah. So it's almost yeah. like when you're in that heightened state, yeah. you're not making those good no. choices. No, and that's that executive function. So it's called the amygdala steel. So when we're in that heightened response, we only work out over the amygdala, which is fear, and basically just survive as best you can. It steals all executive function blood flow. Wow. So literally whoosh, steals it from the front to the back of your brain. And that comes into the cold shower and yeah. again, doesn't it? Because yeah. when you're in the cold shower, if you've got the cold water going on the on your head, the front of your head, it brings all the blood back there. Afterwards. Afterwards. Yeah. So yeah. it'll take all the blood flow away when you're cold. Yeah. And then when you get warm again, mm-hmm. it, it you know, yeah. puts it all back. Do you have to get yeah. your hair wet in the cold shower? No, you don't have to. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Can if you want to, mm. but you don't need to. So it doesn't yeah. your head doesn't have to be under all the time. No. No. Mm-hmm. So your I like ha- to dance. Yeah. I like to have it stack. <laughs> I like to put on some music, do a bit of singing and dancing in the cold shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a visual you can all take away. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm having I one apologize right now. for that. I'm having one right now, Trish. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so get to get to know your heart rate. Like I know so your morning simple. routine. Uh, yeah. Okay. So get to know yeah. your heart rate. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And you can use a little oximeter. So if you don't yeah. have, you don't have to have a whiz bang Fitbit or some crazy thing. Like I wear an aura ring, which is amazing. What is an aura ring? Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> it. I'm not actually wearing it. Would you? Would you believe? But it is a ring. But it's tapped in to measure my heart rate variability, um, my body's output for the day. Wow. So I'll give you a really cool example. So this aura ring, it tells me the next morning when I wake up and I look at my stats, it tells me if I'm ready to bounce on out and do lots today or if it, it tells me to rest. So I used to have no ability to make those choices for myself because I just love life. I love going hard. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was my only only mode, really. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So I actually got this aura ring to be the nanny in the corner telling me what to do because I couldn't do it myself. And so it would give it gives you a readiness score. So I would just wake up and go and train no matter whether I felt ready or not. It was just like I just got to train. That's what I do. Yeah. Most of the time my body wasn't ready. And the training was actually trashing my body and my hormones and my joints and all the rest of it. So I had this classic, so my readiness scores normally, you know, 95 to, you know, out of 100 and it goes pretty well. And so a couple of years ago when I first got the ring, I got it more than a couple of years ago, but this was my kind of first real kind of test on it. Mm. I did a five-hour mountain bike race and I finished the race and it was amazing, but far out it was hard and it was hot and it was Big work. And then I got in a car with my bike on the roof and I drove to my friend Cindy's 60th party. 
and then stayed up dancing, didn't <sighs> eat much and just went for it again. And then I got in the car and drove home. So another like hour and a half or something back home again. <sighs> and so I got up to race that morning at like five and I got to bed at two or something, right? So I woke up the next morning and my readiness score was 32. <laughs> Oh, I'm not surprised. But I would have got up. And still gone because that's your routine. And I would have gone up and I probably wouldn't have trained, but I was like, oh, I better clean my bike down. What Mm. do the kids do? I'll feel better if I get going. Get up and get going. Mm. Better take the kids for a surf. I think I've just found my little Christmas gift. Oh, well, it was my birthday present. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was, it was, it's one of the best things that's ever happened. Well, I might get a a link for you from the show notes. Yeah. Because I think that's yeah. very intriguing. Yeah. And so mm. they have like, they're beautiful rings. Like they're oh, designer good. rings. I think Gucci just worked with them to do some. Oh, de- yeah, I'll have. Like, yeah. Oh, I'll have the Gucci I, collab I know, one. Thanks. I know. So I love them. Yeah. yeah. But I, I needed a third party in my life to tell me what to do because I was. Well, I, quite often we yeah. need that. I know I do. Yeah. So this little ring is my great little third party. And I don't need to wear it much anymore because it. I've learned. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know. Oh, this yeah. is a 60%er. Yeah. Go back to bed. You <laughs> know? It's so funny. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Because as you say, we grow to know. Yeah. But yet that curiosity, as you were saying right at the beginning, oh, I just feel like this because of this. I'll yeah. be fine. Or is this normal? Is this how I feel? Is this headache yeah. just normal? Yeah. Is taking Panadol just normal? Is it what? You know, yeah. like I was talking to a girlfriend a while ago and she said, oh, yeah, I just take two Panadol every morning. Just cause. Just cause. Oh, Why? Just well, cause. Headaches, she, pains, well, whatever. She'd be, too, oh, scared, she'd be too scared of the opposite. Yeah. That's yeah. The thing. But that, 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 you know, for us we might go, oh, but for a lot of people that's yeah. particularly normal. Yeah. Like I, you were saying about how we normalise things. Yeah. yeah. Well, I you was know, on four Panadol and four Nurofen a day for years. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And it, that was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. just like yeah. whatever. Little and, tablets. Yeah. Do much. Yeah. Yeah. So we have got – quite a list here. I've got cold showers, I've got protein at breakfast and good quality fats. You've given us the tip of knowing our blood sugar levels and our heart rate. Mm-hmm. That's resting heart rate, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, or the extreme. Or the extreme. So I when even got to, I would test, and this is a good one for you. <laughs> I used pointing at me now. Yes. <laughs> I used to test my heart rate at a party. And to oh, see where wow. it was at and where you're at. Well over 100. Yeah, right. Wow. Like if we tested our heart rate now, yeah. it would be really elevated from the excitement. Oh, of course. Because yeah, when yeah. Mel and I yeah. first started the podcast, we would get so tired yeah. afterwards yeah. and we couldn't work it out. Yeah. But then we realised it was the adrenaline, adrenaline. Yeah. the excitement, the nerves and everything. Yeah. I've got breath work. Yes. Th- fermented foods. Oh, and for me, okay. Off the top of the list. <laughs> Where can we get those fermented foods? <laughs> no, it's not even that. I don't care. I'm just like, just eat your ferments, please. Yes, people, okay, please. okay. So is there yeah. anything else that you would add to that so that our 50s tribe have got like quite a few, um, you know, tips? I'm loving yeah. the liver tablets too. Yes. Liver capsules. Yeah, they're right. great. They're mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. But don't negotiate on the sleep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Great. So great. sleep, if you have less sleep the night before, your blood sugar levels will be elevated the next day and it is known that you will binge the next day. Mm-hmm. And so if that's a thing that you're trying to deal with over the Christmas time, you've got to be full on with the boundaries about your sleep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's a non-negotiable. And it's so hard with being the female of the family quite a lot. We will take on board 
the gift sorting yeah. for all and sundry, yeah. the socialisation, yeah. the preparing of food and all of that. And that does take its toll. And yeah. then you want to participate as well. So it yeah. can be a really draining time. Yeah, well, it so, is. Yeah. yeah. And you just catch what you can, yeah. you know. So if it's a quick nap, so, you know, along the way or you're just trying to be consistent that, okay, so I'm not going to go to bed. Like for women, you're supposed to be in bed by 9.30. Yeah. Anything later, your hormones don't work effectively. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you... If you know that it's going to get epic because it's the silly season and, that yeah, we're women, we're up doing all sorts, just try and keep it consistent even though it's like 11 o'clock mm. and don't have one massive night and then, you know, go to bed early the next night and yep, yep. just try and keep a little bit of consistency, sneak in a little nap here and there. So I love we were having a conversation before we started the podcast and it was all about giving yourself permission to have that nap, yes. which is yes. something we all <laughs> seem to struggle with. Yeah. yeah. Or the rest time, yeah. just that quiet time. Yeah. Mm. So interestingly, like in my upbringing and my parents' upbringing and in that culture, the Sunday afternoon nap was quite a cultural norm for us because I it went in Sunday with the Sunday nap. But it went with the whole going to church and then having the roast and then having an afternoon nap. And so there was a bit of ritual around yeah. that. Just beautiful oh, connection. Yeah. Like when I lived in South America, that was what you did. Like you mm. just had, or you did your morning routine, you had the big lunch siesta. and then you had your siesta. But I, not even in our cultural current situation is the Sunday afternoon nap even acknowledged. Like, no, and I don't think we're anywhere near that happening either. No, no. So we, like mm. it's up to us to bring it back within our family unit because we, mm. we can't wait for culture to revisit yeah, right. it yeah, or yeah. bring it back. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, like my kids on a Sunday afternoon, it's like you're going to your room and mm. you're going to spend two hours in your room. And, and not, oh, and so not and on the PlayStation. two hours. Yeah, well, it will be reading, it will be downtime. Okay. Now that might be like if we've been out for a surf or we've done heaps of stuff mm. in the morning. Sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does. But it's like, oh, mum, like no one else has to do this. And I'm like, but we'll thank me one day. Yeah, I know. And it's like you're laying down foundations to know how to rest. Mm. And so it's really important. Let's not wait for Mm. anyone else. Let's just lay down foundations in our nucleus family unit just to be cool with the rest. Like be okay with it. Just be fine. Be fine with the rest. Because as young mums, we were in that era that we always had to be scheduled something. You know, there was this, there was that after school and there was this and then we've got to catch up with these ones and play dates. Like it was almost as if I remember my kids coming to me at one stage and say, what are we doing today, mum? Who's coming over? Are we going somewhere? Uh -uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We don't need to do everything every day. And I thought, hang on, I've created this. Yeah. This expectation. Yeah. And you're right. We have to now undo that and go actually it's okay not to do everything every now and again yeah and I think I'm finally getting to that place in my life yeah, where brilliant I'm okay to slow down yeah so like one of the prescriptions that I give people when I work with them is to go and sit under a tree and see how long you can last there wow I've had people that five minutes later that no I I'm, can I'm almost out. feel I'm Mel's no. nervousness <laughs> Yeah. Look how I'm sitting. Yeah. I know. I know. As soon as you said it, I could feel her. I heard you go. 
If only, if only the listeners could see your face right now. Now, does that mean by myself or does it mean with a glass of white wine on the bluff at Alex? Yeah. <laughs> and, and who's there? Who's there? Yeah. yeah. So it's Can I bring a friend? No. Can I sit under the tree by myself but with a friend? No. <laughs> what but about a, a book? You can start with a book and yes. then the book has to go. Oh, a book I can a, do. A book would be yeah. good but it has to be, it, it's, it can't be anything about, you know, self-help or yeah. tips and no, tricks like on how fiction. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm a big escapism. reader. Escapism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, surprisingly, people can't mm. sit with themselves mm. yeah. and their thoughts, and they can't sit in silence and they can't sit in nature. And so that that's an interesting thing as well. Like if you want to have a barometer of where you're at with your nervous system and what's going on, just go and try and hang out with yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. Mel and I have got very similar husbands who are, look, I'm not a psychologist but I probably could be because I know. <laughs> I've read so many books. Yeah. But possibly in the workaholic category oh, and yeah. even on the weekends to get them to mm. slow down, yeah. like it's almost like they have to be absolutely knackered before yeah. they will yeah. have, a, have a rest. Yeah. And mm. we joked off air about, you know, I was like, well, you know, if you want to do that and keep going, can you just hand over some of your testosterone yes, to me? Yes. And then, you know, I can use that. But currently I'm just going to rest. My hormones need a rest. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 That's the line, ladies. I'm That's using that one, definitely. Hand over your testosterone, yeah. most definitely. Oh, are we saying keep your testosterone to yourself? <laughs> yeah. Did you say testosterone? I always say <laughs> I thought you said that. I thought that's what you said. It's not my first time. No. It's not your first rodeo with that one. No, 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 no. I've got quite a few issue words. It's one of them. Okay, you're sitting now. I know, right? I know. She's pulling out all all of the testosterone. (laughs) Look at that pose, Trish. Very empowered. Well, I think a part of that feeling of empowerment, talking to you now, is realising that Whilst I may not be feeling as fit as I possibly could, that I have come. Yeah. Yeah. A, a certain amount falling forward this year in kind of, and I think it's just noticing the way that I'm referencing different things, thinking actually, no, I feel different about that now. Yeah. And yeah. And, and still a long way to go. Uh, but aware, <laughs> aware, awareness is pretty much there, mm. right? Yeah. So being aware, falling forward. Being being mindful, having that bird's eye view, and like, and also taking the time to go back over something, and like, okay, so I was at that Christmas function. My mother-in-law just drives me batty. I couldn't believe that no one did the dishes, and now I'm exhausted. And this happened, and this happened, and no one cares. And Auntie so and so rocks up three hours late, and what's the crap present that I got from so and so? I work my butt off for this family. You know, <laughs> oh, I am so oh. thoughtful when it comes to gifts. <laughs> but if we get ourselves in that, then we are going to feel exhausted yeah, and it's going to jack up our nervous system. And as I said before, we can only operate in shame, fear mm. or gratitude and joy. When we operate in gratitude and joy of like, oh, my dear auntie, she's three hours late again. Bless her heart. Bless her. Wish I could turn up three hours late and not give a shit. Like, you know. <laughs> my nieces and nephews are listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, and just seeing it for, no, it's, like, good on it. Yeah. Like, 
I, that's amazing. I could never turn up late to something. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. And so just even looking at where our thoughts lay then changes how we behave and then you're not so stressed. Yeah. Mm. And you're just giving people grace and peace about things. It's just that remaining curious. Yeah. Why am I feeling yeah. like that? Maybe, maybe maybe she's had a little accident. That's why the auntie's late. The auntie's late. Confused. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. sorry, Trish, I yeah. didn't know where it's you right. were going with that. I, <laughs> I okay. thought you were talking about me that <laughs> no, I've no, no. had an accident. And the, the way you said <laughs> little accident, the way you said little accident, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, no, is this yeah, back to it, don't give a seventy and you've had an accident? <laughs> that's don't give an eighty. That's that's yeah. that's, that's his yeah. hoping. That's when you're that's when you're on to the next. God willing, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, if so you stick funny. with all these tips and tricks, it will be. No, yeah. absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, I'm definitely having a crack at the cold showers. Yes, I'm I do. I do. And I think that we, I could definitely do that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. make it part of my routine. Well, being an action-orientated person, those things are great to start with mm. because some of the other things we've discussed, it's, it's a bridge too far. Yes. Mm. So the action-orientated ones, like measuring your heart rate, doing the – Cold showers, all those kind, like you'll love them. Mm-hmm. They'll suit what you need to start with. Yeah, and, and that's also giving ourselves grace. Like, yeah, I'm not going to go and sit under a tree for an hour. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'll have a cold shower instead. I could start with, there. with my yeah. book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, any any other tips, tricks that we need for the festive season? Uh, I guess there's so many that you could share. There's so many. I suppose the other thing is is just around language. We never think about language and how we converse with people. So growing up, like I was such a shy person and had such poor self-worth. And so my language is always based around wanting to impress people and wanting to make sure everyone liked me. And so it was a huge step for me to learn language that put up boundaries that's empowered myself but didn't feel like, oh, my gosh, that person's not going to like me. And so Christmas, Easter, weddings, bar mitzvah, like whatever, they're the times you have to practice these new boundaries and these new ways of communicating with people what your needs are. Especially coming from someone who's a people pleaser and wanting to put everyone else first to make sure everyone else's Christmas and festive season is everything they want it to be, Yeah. whereas quite often we'll put ourselves last. Last. And so I remember the first year, first Christmas, I didn't drink at a party when I was looking, like really trying to get well. I pepped talked myself on the way there, right? So I was I was around 30 or something and I, you know, all my friends were, none of us had had kids yet. It was just party, party, party. And so I was literally prepping, just, just say no, just say no. Like it's not a big mm. deal. And as soon as I got there, oh, Kess, here's a drink. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> ah, uh, no, thanks. Uh, oh, you won't have any fun. Mm-hmm. And then I took the drink and drank it. Yeah. And the mm. pep talk was a 40-minute drive and it yeah. took about four seconds. I'm like, oh. I'm hearing you. Yeah. And so. All the best intentions. Practising and learning that language and putting up those boundaries, you know, and now I will have a drink if I want to, but mm. I also won't have a drink if I don't want to. Yeah. But language and boundaries, I, we're not modelled this stuff. So we mm. actually don't have skill sets for it mm. at all. All we're modelled is just just make everything okay and just make sure everyone likes you. Be easygoing. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's Australian culture. And so then to be out of practice, you know, going into, and it's like a sitcom, right? You go to the family Christmas and it's like, oh, I don't, I don't eat gluten or I can't eat, I can't eat that at the moment or whatever. And then, you know, so many people are so scared of those situations, like clients that I see, they're petrified of being in a family environment or a work lunch environment and saying, and they use the words, I can't eat that. And that's not language we want to use because mm. you can, if it mm. was came right down to it and you're on an island and, and that was, was all that was left, you can physically eat that. Yes. You have a digestive system, you can eat it. Mm-hmm. But it's a choice. So by even saying, I can't eat that, tells the person, well, why not? What's going on? What's that all about? Using language of oh, no thanks, that just, I don't feel great when I eat that or no thanks, like I am, you know, I'm going to have something else and just not even making it an issue, yep. owning it yep. and it's your choice. And then Oh, agreed. Yeah. And I don't think that we really need to explain why because yeah. I'm I'm a shocker at that. I'm getting a little bit better at if my choice is different to somebody else's, then giving this big explanation mm. as to why, it's like, no, 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 like I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like the taste. Like I don't eat seafood. Yeah. So because I don't like the taste. Yeah. That's it. Boom. Full stop. So, <laughs> yeah, it, I don't care if you eat seafood all day, yeah. every day. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't like it and I don't have to explain myself. And it's like what you were saying about the drinking, mm. you know, you shouldn't have to explain yourself. No. If you don't want to drink. You yeah. just don't drink. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't affect the other person's no. life. Doesn't well, it, And that's know. the thing it does because the other person. Well, they a, think it does, but it really actually doesn't. Yeah. So if you choose to drink, how does that affect somebody else's life? Well, how can you know? we have fun if that person's not drinking? And am I good enough host if, if they're not drinking? And so often our not drinking or our not having the cheesecake or being part of whatever's going on mm-hmm. is actually a, other person's but it's the other person's kind of like, oh, are they still going to have fun? Mm. Is this going to be all right? Because we just all want to be epic hosts. We all mm. want to do, like, yeah. do a great job. Mm. And so for some of my friends, especially my family, my mum, I've literally had to make them feel safe and comfortable in this situation go, you know what, mum, like, I am so fine to not have dessert. I don't feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. I feel immense amounts of joy about sitting here. Yep. This cup of tea is just what I want. This is what serves me. And, I, like, I'm actually fine. I'm really mm, fine. I agree. I yeah. and, then, and then finally, like, the people that were mm. big concerns. It was just these massive concerns. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, no, she's actually okay. Yeah. She's actually okay. She just doesn't want to have she it. She just doesn't want to have and it. that's fine. Yeah. Mm. But holy moly, it took, it took a long time yeah. for me to build – Language, resilience, confidence, be empowered mm. about mm. my decisions, about being different to other people's decisions. Mm. And now, funnily enough, like we'll go to a friend's Christmas show and they all rock up with like recipes out of Gutalicious and they're yeah. all yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, Curse, I've got a yogurt. And you know, oh, like and yeah. the tides have turned. And now yes. I'm like having to practice language, like, can you just not ask me questions about ferments? It's Christmas lunch. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. I need a break. I'm off the clock. <laughs> Leave me alone. I know. Exactly. I know. I just want to talk about something else. So yeah. Yeah, so language is a big one and and actually practising it and Mm. finding some role models 
and actually finding some examples of what we do mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. we say because sometimes we're throwing this you know, throwing out some great information like, oh, you need to reparent yourself or you need to be able to learn how to put up boundaries or you need to learn how to say no. And then that's what you're left with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but actually how... What, what does that mean? What? For example. Like, where yeah. are the words? Yeah. And so I have literally with some of my clients written scripts yeah. and role modelled mm, them turning yeah, wow. up to a Christmas lunch and saying, no, thank you for the family pie that's been made every year for the last 100 mm. years or something and sitting with it and practising it mm. and laying down those foundations of it's going to be okay. No yeah. one's going to throw you out of the family. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, mm. That's mm. a really big one too. Yeah, cool. Yeah, mm. yeah no, it's um, it's interesting. We've had a long chat and we've Sorry about covered. That. No, 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 not at all. We love it. And we've I covered a lot of going. ground and I think that there's a lot. It's like a full episode, like yeah. lots yeah. and lots of yeah. information. And we have had you, or because we've had you on the podcast before as a guest, we've already asked you our wrap-up question. Kirsty. So instead, we would ask if you could give one bit of advice to our 50-ish tribe, what would it be? Oh. So rather than the going back in time. Okay, okay, okay. Question. Yeah. Well, what would you give our 50-ish tribe? Just be curious. Just be curious. And just question every single thing that you do in a day because you just do it in a day. What is this belief? What's this pattern? Does this still serve me? I started doing this was when I was 16. I'm now 56. Like, mm. does that actually make sense? And just be curious for your decisions, for your body, for your life, your relationships, all those sorts of things. And, yeah, does it, does it actually fit in with, with your goals and your belief and where you want to go? Mm-hmm. Does that actually fit in? Because mm. most of the time people are doing action steps on their daily basis that have... <laughs> just does not align at yeah, all right. yeah. with their visions or their goals or who they actually want to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And I'm so guilty of that. Yeah. But, but everyone does it. Yeah. It just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay, what are your top goals? Oh, I want to have heaps of energy and I want this or I want that or I want, you know, I don't want to have the bloating or I want to have like a solid stool or, you know, this is, you know, obviously the gut side of things. And then you'll be like, okay, I love that goal. So what are you doing on a daily basis? And it's like, oh, well, you know, and you go through, and like, oh, having the inflammatory foods, uber mm. stress lifestyle, relationships that don't serve. And mm. it's like, okay, well, you haven't been curious about what you're doing on a day, so therefore you're never going to reach your goals. Yeah. You're never going to yeah. reach the and then person you, end up in you that cycle. Be. Yeah. It's almost mm. like there's so much chaos. That self-sabotage cycle. That you don't have the clarity to make that right choice and as I've said um before like I have all the good foods all the supplements in the cupboard but to get from the bed to take those vitamins sometimes just doesn't happen yeah yeah why Why? and so easy and just ask why like opening the pantry door like why yeah have a glass of water swallow it Mm. and it, it is it's it's why it's like well what happens if I get well? Yeah. And what happens from there? And then who will I be? And all of these mm. kinds of things that happen along the way. So, yeah, I think just be curious and just have so much fun along the way. Oh, right. we're always up. For- <laughs> <laughs> yes. But have fun in being curious because yes. when you're curious, it doesn't you're have actually- to be thirsty fun. No, no. But when you're curious, you feel crap about yourself most of the time because you're like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I do that? 
and then we start to feel like, oh. Whereas if we're having fun with your curiosity, yes, then there's a new lens of whoa, this kind is cool. curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like that curiosity that okay, well, hang on a minute. I'm not blaming myself, but yeah. I'm understanding why I make these choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Mm. And we love you. Thank Aww. you so much for coming in. Thank again. you. We'll find another excuse to get you I back hope so. Sure. <laughs> well, like my currently, I'm not looking after the kids and my husband's cooking dinner and putting them to bed. So you must brilliant. You must this invite time me back. Slot's perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. I um I actually thought of another top topic. Oh yeah. The, yes. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. Oh but it will come back to me. In your cold shower tomorrow. It probably will, like a lightning bolt. I know, I know. So that's it from us today. If you would like to know more about today's fabulous guest, Kirsty Worth, we put links to her website and socials in our show notes. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 and email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au and go check out our website. It's new and we are just a little bit excited about it. Also, and very importantly, if you've got a moment, leave us or send in a review or suggestions of topics you would like to know more about. And remember our gorgeous 50-ishers, life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living and ageing is an absolute privilege and just being awesome is our right. And eat your fermented foods. <laughs> Pete, yeah. eat your fermented foods. Did and we take say eat the fermented foods? <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.